This is an All Ears English podcast episode 1951. Onto or into confusing English prepositions explained. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. Let's tackle a grammar question today. How do you know when to use on or onto? What about in or into? Find out today with role plays, examples, and stories with Lindsay and Aubrey. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Aubrey. How's it going today? I'm excellent. How are you, Lindsay? Good to see you on the podcast. And today's episode is on video. Guys, go check out our YouTube channel if you're not a subscriber over there. Aubrey, I have a question for you to start off today. All right, let's hear it. So what's something new that you're into lately? What are you getting mm. what are you getting into these days? What's something new? Okay. I got really into figuring out how to self-publish. This has become a lot easier lately, right? Companies like Amazon are making it so that you, if you write a book, you can skip this whole publishing step of finding an agent, finding a publisher, if you either don't want it, because that can be such a long, difficult process. Sometimes you want to skip it. And I just wrote this little book with game instructions. People are always asking me, remind me how to play that game. So I wrote the instructions for a bunch of games and I did not want to go through the hassle and the headache of finding an agent and getting it published in the sort of the traditional route. So I looked into how to self-publish and I've been really into figuring out all the ins and outs of that and and getting my book, uh, yeah, available. It's been fun. That is so cool, Aubrey. You are like the game authority, right? Right. This is all just game knowledge that you've had in your head and you've put it into a book and now it's going to be out in the world for anyone to get it. I love it. How does it feel to kind of complete a project like that? It's amazing, right? It really does feel good because you guys may know this about me. I've probably shared about this before, but I often will start projects, get really excited about it and then get busy, <laughs> get a little less excited. It's easy to just put it on the back burner. Sure. It's like an idiom we say for like uh, just ignoring it for a while and not proactively. And so it does feel really good to complete a task. I'm guessing our listeners feel that too. All of us have had that feeling of like finally actually completing something. It feels so good. Such a feeling it. of accomplishment. 
I love it that you throw threw in that uh, bonus for our listeners. Put it on the back burner. What does that mean? One more time, Aubrey, just so our listeners know before we get into today's topic. Yeah. So imagine burner. the visual of a stovetop where yeah. you have the four sort of circles on a stovetop are the burners, is how yeah. we will say them. And the things that are more sort of priority or important are on those front burners. And right. then maybe if something can be just simmering, right? right, then you put it on a back burner. And we use that idiomatically to talk about the priorities of other tasks, things that we're doing. We use this a ton in business English too, to talk about a project that we're going to give less importance. We're going to put it on the back burner. Mm, I love it. I love it. Let's get into today's topic then, Aubrey. What are we talking about? At the beginning of the episode, I asked you, what's something new that you're into these days? So it seems like we're working on this word into or give us a little more yes. information about today. Yeah, exactly. Right. We use that word into to talk about what we're interested in, something that we um, maybe are a little bit fascinated by something new. But yep. we also use it um, just to talk about the location of something, something that's moving into something else. And this can be so confusing for people learning a language to know whether to use in or into and on or onto. We received yes. a question about this and we want to really dive into this to make sure you guys are using the right one because this is a mistake that does sound strange to native speakers. They, they always know which one to use and there's always right. one that sounds right. Right. Okay. So today we're going to help our listeners understand whether to say in or into or on or onto. Is that right? Just yes. so I understand exactly what we're going to get our listeners today. Perfect. Right. Exactly. Okay. Guys, we're doing Love kind it. of the little deep dive, sort of a little bit of grammar, lots of example sentences. So you'll have Ooh. a really good idea of why, which one to use and why. I love it. I love it that we're we're delving in more to grammar these days on Allers English because I think our listeners want this and you guys are ready for this. You know what I mean? To Absolutely. really maximize that level, Aubrey, for our listeners to move to that 99% fluency, we need these final grammar pieces. So where do we exactly. start today? Exactly right. We So many of the questions we get are about these sort of finite grammar points. So yes. just to review, we received this question from a listener, Arlene, and in episode 1921, we talked to, we answered the first part of her question about the prepositions on, in, and at for yes. place. So okay. go back and check that one out if you missed it. So useful, so helpful. But she also asked about onto and into, and we promised that in an upcoming episode, <laughs> we would dive into those because it's a sort of separate ball game. Right. And so we're doing that today. We're getting into onto and into how you use them, examples to straighten this all out. Onto and into. So we keep our promises to our listeners. Guys, send us your questions. Send your question to Aubrey at allersenglish.com. Aubrey, you're soliciting questions, right? Why Absolutely. not? Why yes. not? Send your questions in and let us know what you want to learn about on this podcast, especially, you know, Aubrey, we like specific questions, don't we? Yes, exactly. Right. In fact, this question was so great from Arlene because she's asking about these specific things. Sometimes we do have to break it into two episodes because there's yeah. so much there when you really get into the, the little finite details. But the more specific, the better so that we get your examples of where you've heard something or been confused by something that makes such an interesting, rich episode. You got it. All right, let's get into it. Where do we start today? Guide us through this, Aubrey. What should we okay, do? Okay, so let's first just kind of clarify when it comes to onto and into, these are prepositions of action. Okay. Something happens, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to with on and in, the action has already happened and we're uh, just describing location, right? Okay. So we'll separate these out. We'll first talk about into and onto and we'll give you different examples of why you would need to use into instead of in. 
Okay. But the key idea here, I love that we're starting right there. It's that mm-hmm. onto and into, when we add that to, it's about action, movement. Something is moving from one place to the next. Is that right? Is that the yeah. most important thing to know right now? Love it. Exactly. Right. And there are, we hear mistakes about these uh, with these all the time where uh, a language learner will have a tendency to maybe just use in all the time because they're not sure when to use into. It's a very common mistake. So we're going to share details to really clarify this. So, so let's first talk about into, right? Okay. This preposition into it's used to describe movement or action that results in something mm-hmm. being enclosed or surrounded by something else, right? Ooh, okay. So let's Sounds get technical. into some examples <laughs> to like really clarify what does that mean? Yeah. Okay. So for example, I jumped into the pool, right? And I know you have a pool at your house, right, Aubrey? So your kids are always at the pool. You guys are always jumping into the pool in the summertime, Arizona yes. weather, right? So the Arizona is- homes almost have to have a pool because it's just so hot all summer long. <laughs> it's almost a given. So lots and lots of homes have pools. I know elsewhere in the world, that's not the case. I grew up in Idaho. Nobody had a swimming no, pool. No, but here no, we no. often do. Yes. Sure. It's just so hot. So when you go into a pool, you are, you're enclosed by that pool. So that follows exactly. that rule, doesn't it? Right. So there's an action of jumping into the pool and then mm-hmm. being enclosed by it. And the mistake we'll often hear is someone say, I jumped in the pool. Now this has a different meaning, right? Mm. This would mean that you're already in the pool and you start jumping, right? I jumped in the pool. Right. You're already there. Right. The into is the action of getting inside the pool. But do you think that native speakers still just make that mistake and they, you know, they know the difference, but they still say it? It's definitely a geographic, like I think in some regions, you'll hear (laughs) Mm -hmm. this maybe more often, but in some regions where it's very um, not common to make this mistake, it does sound a little glaring. So as always, guys, connection before, right? It's all about the connection, connection. not before worrying about perfection, right? You guys hear that (laughs) from us a lot. And this is the case here as well. Yeah. Do not let this keep you from having a fun conversation about going swimming, but it's good to know like, why, why do, there's a reason Arlene sent this question. Why do we choose one over the other? It's good to know. And it's a good point. I mean, if you say I jumped in the pool, that means you're already in the pool and you're jumping up and down in the water, right? So right. it actually is a different meaning. So that's exactly the there point, can be right? can cause confusion, right? If we yeah. use the wrong one, we might maybe they'll be able to figure it out from context. If they're sure. there, they know what's happening. But if not, there could be confusion. Yes, I love it. Okay, what else do we do? We have any other examples here for into? Let's do a couple more, right? So, for example, he fell into bed. I love this expression. If we are super tired at the end of the day, we won't necessarily say like I'm gonna go get into bed. We'll we might say I fell into bed, meaning oh, I was exhausted. I was so tired that I just fell right into bed. (laughs) Right, and then if we were just to play around with the other way, if we said fell in bed. That wouldn't make a ton of sense or it might mean like I'm already in my bed and I fell out of my bed or it might, fell, it might be weird. Right? It's weird. It's weird. Right. It just doesn't we just quite work. We wouldn't say it that way because we use mm-hmm. into to describe that action of exactly. getting into bed, right? I love and it. And same so with clear. just at night, we're like, I'm going to go get into bed. Yes. You need that into for the action of getting into bed. It will sound really strange or wrong to a lot of native speakers if you just said, I'm going to get in bed. Yeah, that's pretty clear. I hope that that's clear for our listeners. You know, guys, send us your follow-up questions if that piece is not clear, but I think it's all about entering Mm -hmm. an enclosed space. It's all about action, entrance into something, 
Right. Yeah. And one more example that I feel like really clarifies this. If you are talking about entering a room, you yep. would say like she walked into the office. Okay. If you say she walked in the office, that very much means you're already there. And then you start walking around. Maybe you're talking on the phone and you're walking in the office. Right. Right. But we would say into if you're outside and then the action of entering a space. She walked yeah. into the office. And again, you know, I will say, <laughs> excuse me, I'm getting over a cold. Oh, here. No problem. Uh, yeah, that I will sometimes say I walked in the office. Right. But, you know, that, you know, technically it does mean you're already in the office and you're walking around. Right. It doesn't technically mean entering the office. So on my side of the country or part of the, I don't know, mm -hmm. native speaking world, I will make that mistake. And I don't really think about it. But if we want to be totally grammatically precise, guys, use the into when you're talking about entering a space. Yeah, okay. to avoid confusion. I think that's really good to point out, though, Lindsay, that you will hear native speakers um, use both sometimes. And maybe there's confusion or not. We can figure it out from context. But because right. of that, you should not be stressed about making mistakes with this. It's yeah. good to know why we would choose one or the other. But definitely don't stress about this. Definitely yeah. have the conversation without thinking, oh, no, which one should I say? Right. I mean, never let, you know, that perfection come in the way totally. of connection. As we totally. always say on this show, right? Don't get paralyzed trying to think, is it to, is it into, is it in? No, connect, make eye contact, build the relationship with the person you're talking to. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Good. What else, Aubrey? All right. Let's dive into onto. So the preposition onto, similarly, it's used to express that movement of something from one position to another, right? Okay. So for example, imagine someone is about to perform on a stage. Right. We would say she walked onto the stage. She's mm -hmm. not there yet. It's the action of walking yes. onto the stage. Right. And then if we say she walked on the stage, we're imagining she's already there. Now she's walking around as walking part of her role, right? Stage, so it's the action right. of changing location, changing, changing position. Location entering a, a space action. I love it. Mm -hmm. Or he climbed onto the roof, meaning he was on the ladder, got onto, entered the roof, right? Exactly, right? Yeah. And if we were going to talk about an action you take when you're already on the roof, we mm -hmm. might say he walked on the roof, right? right? We wouldn't really say he climbed on the roof unless you have to cl like climb even higher somehow. Like there are multiple stories, right? My gosh. Because that means you're changing position. Oh, it's so crazy. Sometimes when I'm walking around my city, I'll see construction people up there on the roof and I think, oh my God, that looks terrifying. I would right. never, I'd... I'm a hard pass for getting up no, on any hard roofs. Pass. Hard pass. No, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. I love this third example. I feel like this clarifies it the most to talk about getting onto a bed or it, like jumping on a bed, right? So maybe yeah. the cat jumped onto the bed. That's mm -hmm. very clearly like it was on the floor. It wasn't on the bed. It jumped onto the One, bed. Two. It changed location. Okay. But if you say the cat jumped on the bed, that's mm -hmm. very, it's a very different meaning. It's already on the bed and it's starting to jump on the bed. Okay. <laughs> We're worried about it cutting up the blanket, right? Okay. So yeah, you can good. see how it does change the meaning sometimes. Yeah, I love it. It does change the meaning. And again, I think I break these rules all the time. <laughs> um, but, possible. It but depends on know. where we live, right? <laughs> but we know, we know what, what is the true rule and what it actually means, right? It's okay to break the rules if you know you're breaking it and you know that people are understanding what you're saying, guys. Yes, right? exactly. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. Okay.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Aubrey, should we make this really clear in a role play for our listeners? Yes, let's do it. We'll do a role play. You and I are co-workers at a bakery in this role play. I would love that. I would love for you and I to work at a bakery together. I would just eat everything. (laughs) That's true. I would too. (laughs) We wouldn't be able to resist all of the Nothing would be available for sale. We would go in at 3 a.m., start baking and then eat everything. And then 5 a.m. it opens. There's nothing to sell. (laughs) Right. Like we were testing everything. (laughs) That's right. Here we go. Can you put all those scones into the oven? Absolutely. Someone just came into the kitchen. So let me see what they need. And then I'll get on that. Perfect. I think it's Jane. She said she saw a rat climbing onto the roof this morning. Ooh, that's not good. You don't want a rat. Right. No business wants rats. No, 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 no. Depending on where the business, it's just so common in New York City. I think there are just rats are everywhere. It just comes with the territory. I wonder why it is that whenever I think about rats, the first thing I think of is New York City. It's so sad. Because <laughs> we did you see that? I would see them in New York. So I yeah. definitely assume. But honestly, we have roof rats here in Arizona. They roof like rats. live in people's roofs. And so we have traps in the backyard and we'll catch wow. them sometimes. So it's certainly not just an inner city thing. Like here we are in the suburbs and there are definitely rats. There are a few like wild cats, feral cats that Ooh. everyone just lets roam the neighborhood because it keeps... The oh, you need the, you need the cats. Yeah. You need the cats. Well, I know in New York, they, they had a real problem with the with the pandemic, with the outdoor dining. Rats mm. started to really take over. And I think the new mayor is <laughs> declaring war on the rats and trying to do something about it. But I think the rat situation has gotten even worse in New York yeah, uh, I can since see 2019. That. Nobody yeah. wants that. No one wants to see a rat prancing oh. around while they're eating at an outdoor, like a fancy outdoor patio. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. I hope they get that under control for sure. Yes. Um, um, okay, let's break it down, Aubrey. What did we do first here? What did I the say? The first one you used was saying, you know, can you put those scones into the oven? Right. I think this is the example where you're saying I would potentially say or hear, can you put those scones in the oven? Sure, right? Yes. We, even though grammatically we're thinking, okay, into is changing position from one location to another, you will hear natives say, can you put that in the oven? And right. it depends sort of on where they're from, how off that sounds to someone. Right, and the verb too, because put, is just naturally an entering verb. It's an action right, verb. Good point. Right. When you already have put, we kind of know that you're transferring locations. So you almost don't need yeah. into. Exactly. So we have a little bit of flexibility there, guys. Uh, and then you said, absolutely. <clears throat> someone just came into the kitchen. So let me see what they need. And then I'll get on that. So someone just came into the kitchen, meaning they entered the kitchen. Right, Aubrey? Exactly. Right. And this this would, I feel like this would sound really wrong to me for someone to be like, someone came in the kitchen. I don't know. Yeah. It's something about the entering a space and a closed space like that. It okay. definitely sounds more correct to me for, to hear into, came into the kitchen. I like it. Well, let's learn it the right way. Let's learn right. it the right way and, and do it right. So good. Okay. What's the last one then? And then the last one we said, we saw a rat climbing onto, onto the, roof. the roof. Yeah. yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. it's down on the ground and you see it climbing up the wall onto the roof. So because right. it's changing position, changing location, we use into Entering or onto. 
Exactly. It's not that it's already there and it's climbing on the roof. It's moving from being down to being on the roof. So we're entering, we're changing location. So that's the key. So there's times when you can break the rule. I will admit that I break this rule all the time. Um, But at least we know when we're breaking it, guys. And we want to make sure we're clear. It's all about clarity. Right. Yes, absolutely. Right. And I really love this focus on connection, not perfection here. And this, I think it's so smart to highlight when it really is not going to hurt you. Right. This is the kind of thing that only in the most high stakes you know, situations, are we really going to need to worry about these finite details? Yeah. Every other conversation, do not stress about it. Just just focus on that connection, right? That's it, Aubrey. I love it. So good. Guys, hit follow on the All Ears English podcast. If you love this show, we publish four days a week. So hit follow so you don't miss a single episode. Aubrey, thanks for hanging with me today. Awesome. See you next time. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.